Welcome to the new Docs in a Pod presented by WellMed. Over the next half hour, Docs in a Pod will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Tamika Perry and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. And now, here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Tamika Perry. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on Docs in a Pod. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry. We're going to talk a little bit about how to make your doctor visit and your healthcare partnership work better for you. And that'll come up in just a moment. But first, let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Perry. She is an associate medical director at WellMed. Dr. Perry earned her undergraduate degree from Prairie View A&M University. She then went on to graduate from Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine, she was National Health Service Corps Scholar there. Next, she completed her family medicine residency at Methodist Charlton Medical Center, where she served as chief resident. Dr. Perry is board certified by the American Osteopathic Board of Family Physicians. She's also earned a master's in public health with an emphasis in health management and policy at the University of North Texas Health Science Center. In addition, Dr. Perry is a diplomat of the American Board of Obesity Medicine, and Dr. Perry you are clearly overqualified to be doing any of this. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, Ron. I appreciate the compliments, and, you know, I will send you your check for the accolades. <laughs> so I'm not sure about that. I was saying uh, off the air that uh, you're a big fan of our, our guest, Dr. Uh, Nipa Shaw, we're going to talk with her about yes. uh, something that I know WellMed and other physicians are very aware of, and that's the annual survey that takes a look at uh, how healthcare is working for you. And we're going to talk a little bit about how you and your doctor can become partners in delivering the healthcare you need. Our guest, Dr. Nipa Shaw, is Associate Regional Medical Director for Quality for North Texas, earned her medical degree from George Washington University School of Medicine in Washington, D.C., completed her residency at Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland, Ohio, Dr. Shaw is board certified in internal medicine. And Dr. Shaw, in the small world category, my undergraduate degree is from Western Reserve University before it became Case Western. And my law degree is from George Washington University. So our paths wow. separated by a few decades <laughs> obviously crossed. Well, look at that. Well, go Cleveland and D.C., right? Love well, both places. Case Western in the uh, a museum district of Cleveland is in a beautiful setting. Absolutely. How long did you live in Cleveland? I lived in Cleveland for three years, and then it was broken up. I moved away uh, for a year, and I went back to Cleveland again after I uh, married my husband, who was still finishing up his training at Cleveland Clinic. So I was an additional two years there, total of five years, and I loved every single moment of living there, including being buried in the snow for half the year. But it was it was just it was a great place. It really was. Well, I don't miss the snow. I'll tell you, I moved down uh, to San Antonio several years ago, and uh, I don't miss scraping ice off my windshield. True. Well, one of the things we want to talk with you about is something that uh, goes on year after year, and, and that's the medical quality survey called the Consumer Assessment of Healthcare Providers and Systems. What is that, and why is it important? Why should I care as a patient? So that is a mouthful, right? Consumer Assessment of Healthcare Providers and Systems. We call it the CAPS survey. And it is 
going on now. It started yesterday. So it is conducted between March and May. And it is a really wonderful way for patients to give feedback to their clinicians, their healthcare providers on how healthcare providers are doing to meet their needs. It is such an important tool and encourage everybody to take that survey. Now, does every patient have access to it? Do they come to you or do you volunteer to be part of the survey? Oh, no, no. Uh, They will find you. It is a random sampling. Um, So most certainly if If you are contacted to take part in the CAPS survey by CMS, please, please do so. And some of the questions that they're asking uh, really reflect on how the care you're getting is being delivered. For example, if you need care, are you getting it? Absolutely. You know, it gives, again, this gives patients a chance to share their perception of their healthcare experience. And healthcare providers, we strive to meet the needs of our patients. So as a physician, I know if my patient has a good experience in my office before, during, or after their appointment, they're going to be more likely to engage with me and my office and have better health outcomes as a result of that. And the ultimate goal for every healthcare provider to have better health outcomes for their patients, right? Absolutely. Um, So, yeah. So, um, you, you're, to your point, though, the types of questions in the survey, how can they help to, to contribute to somebody receiving better health care, I believe that you asked. Right. Um, Medicare will use these questions to kind of rate the quality of the service that your health care provider is giving you. So some questions are going to be when you need care right away, how often do you get the care? Um, How often do you get the care as soon as you need? Uh, How often did you get an appointment for a checkup or for routine care as soon as you needed? And these are all things that, you know, patients really are thinking of all the time when they're calling up before the appointment, right? To, To see how easy it is to engage with the office and to get in. And most of the um, questions that are given can be answered by the patients using the terms always, usually, sometimes, never. So um, for most questions, that, that is the way that the, the patient can respond. You're listening so that- to Docs in a Pod. If you've just joined us, I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry, and we're talking on our Docs in a Pod hotline from North Texas with our special guest, Dr. Nipa Shaw. She's Associate Regional Medical Director for Quality up in North Texas. And Dr. Shaw, among the questions, and and Dr. Perry, I know you're familiar with this as well. Among some of the questions are are the coordination of care. Uh, Is your doctor uh, coordinating with, and are you able to see the specialists you may need to see? Why is that important? Well, healthcare is really a shared decision, healthcare should be a shared decision between the patient, 
and the physician. So I always think of the relationship I have with my patients as really a partnership. So we're going to decide together what's in your best interest, who's in your best interest, and how can we make that happen for you? So that's where that coordination of care comes in. Let's coordinate the provider that's conducive to you, that's maybe closest to you, or maybe has a cultural connection to you, or maybe speaks the language that's native to you. So we want to coordinate that care that's best for that patient on a plethora of levels. Dr. Shaw, all of your patients think you're the best thing since sliced bread. So we're all trying to get like you when we grow up, right? So what tips can you give not only the clinicians, but the patients, how to get the best out of that office visit when they come and see us? First of all, you're too kind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I always like to make sure that my patients have put down on paper, a list of all of the things that they want to be sure to discuss with me before they come in to see me. Um, I strive to make the appointment as much of a relaxed atmosphere as possible. But for patients, it is a highly personal, um, sometimes anxiety provoking Uh, appointment to go to when they visit their doctors. They are just hoping for the best news. And sometimes it is very easy for them to forget until they get into the car and they're driving home to ask me something. So making sure that they write down any questions that they have and, you know, know that I will take the time and I want to take the time to address their concerns, I think that is the most important thing that a patient can do when they're coming in to see me. How about bringing someone with the patient, either a caregiver, a spouse, uh, a son or a daughter? What do you recommend? I love it when family members come in and they it shows me the community that the patient has that is pulling for them, rooting for them and helping them with their health care. It's always better to have two sets of ears and eyes uh, at every appointment so that when those conversations after the appointment at home are being had about the treatment plan, um, there's, there's basically just two people who have heard it and can just help to reinforce the importance of following through. That's one of those situations, Dr. Perry, I'm sure you're aware of, where the patient gets home and says, now, what was it Dr. Perry said I should do? Right. That, you know, they have that deer in the headlight look once they get home or they don't understand the words that are on the discharge summary, which happens, you know, that absolutely happens. So it's important that you have that good conducive relationship with your primary care provider, where even if you forget, know that you can always call back. You can call, and and Nipa and I are fortunate enough to work for an organization where we have built in extra time for our seniors. We have, you have access to us all the time. You can call after hours, and we want our patients to utilize this resource. And Dr. Mm -hmm. Shaw, when when patients think about that doctor visit and and, uh, Dr. Perry's question about how do you make it more productive, you suggested writing down all the questions that you can think of. How many times is that important question the last one as you're leaving the the exam room and the patient says, oh, by the way? It happens very often. Absolutely. And um, one of the tricks that I've learned is that I I usually will ask the patients to show me their list at the very beginning so that I can look through and prioritize what I feel we need to go through first. 
Um, so absolutely, that that happens. Um, and you know, I will say also that while it's important for my patients to write down what they want me to discuss. For me, I think it is my job to also give them back something in writing at the end of the appointment to remind them of what I wanted to get across to them, what we agreed upon together as a treatment plan moving forward. So what do you give them? I'll give them uh, instructions on what we are doing for every condition that they have and for any that's, new ones that we've that's identified. That's pretty cool. And what I hear both of you talking about is, is a concept that I know a lot of folks love, and that is patient-centered care. And Dr. Perry, if the patient's in the center, that's got to be a benefit to the patient. It is a benefit to the patient. You know, the outcomes are better. There needs to be a process in which you and I both come together to say, what is the best outcome? What is the best treatment plan for you? You know, we've talked about on previous shows, palliative care, hospice, decision making. And my own grandma chose not to get treated for a breast cancer. And she lived eight additional years the way she wanted to. It was a shared decision making process. Wow, that's great. We're going to come back to all of this in just a moment. If you're listening to us, you're listening to Docs in a Pod. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry. And our guest today is Dr. Nipa Shaw. She's the Associate Medical, Regional Medical Director of Quality for North Texas. You're listening to Docs in a Pod. Hi, it's Drew Pearson from my friends at WellMed. As a Hall of Famer, I love it when a quarterback and receiver have a great connection. You can be part of a great connection too. Connecting WellMed's high-quality healthcare with the highest-rated Medicare Advantage plan helps you focus on staying healthy. Call 210-436-6005 or visit wellmedhealthcare.com connect. Drew Pearson is a paid spokesperson. Other plans are accepted. For full enrollment details, visit medicare.gov. We're so pleased you're staying with us right here on Docs in a Pod. We come to you every week with a discussion of medical issues and questions that uh, benefit folks of almost every age in terms of quality of life, preserving life, treating a variety of illnesses, and how to do that. Our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry, rides this train with me. And with us on our guest line is Dr. Nipa Shaw. She is Associate Regional Medical Director for Quality for North Texas. I'm Ron Aaron. And Dr. Shaw, we've been talking about uh, that national Medicare-sponsored survey that takes a look at how folks see their medical care and how it's delivered to them. Uh, one of the trends in, in recent years, really in the wake of the pandemic, is more and more focus on telemedicine. Does that play into this survey as well? Sure. Um, one of the questions is how easy is it for you to get your care? Um, and don't, that's not verbatim from the survey, but that is the essence of the question. Now, telemedicine has made it so much easier for us to reach out to people who may have transportation issues, may need to speak to us and not be able to get into the office immediately because they rely on others to um, get them to and from their office, the, the doctor's office. So telemedicine is very important. And the ability that we have to connect with our patients via telemedicine is really, I think, special. And it was one of the silver linings, right, that came out of the pandemic. Right. 
And is it something you're comfortable using? Absolutely. I think everybody has in, in our group has has really embraced using telemedicine uh, for uh, the convenience of our patients. And we are almost, you know, always in the office and always wanting to see our patients in person, because, of course, there is that that special something when you're seeing someone in person. But telemedicine is a wonderful bridge. And Dr. Perry, you find it comfortable to use? I do. And, and, you know, technology is awesome. So there are devices that look like an iPad that we, our company has sent out to the patients. and Grand pads. Uh, grand pads. That's exactly it. And all they do is push a button and they see our smiling faces and there we're connected. I have some patients who for two years I haven't seen in the office because they've simply been afraid. This is the first year I've seen them. And every other time, you know, we've connected via grand pad and it's worked out beautifully. Now they were afraid because of the coronavirus. Absolutely, absolutely. So, but now, now how do you back. how do you get them over that fear? We and this goes back to having that open, honest conversation. Going back to having that shared decision making. We talk about the benefits of vaccinations, mask wearing, social distancing, and then we came to a decision that it is now safe for you to come into the doctor's office. And Dr. Shaw, as you look at uh, the delivery of care, how important is it? Uh, to the medical providers, uh, those who are under Medicaid and Medicare, uh, uh, to do well in this survey? Is there an impact for them if they're not rated highly? Yes, certainly there is. And that is why we love to take the information that we have from this survey to use it to action plan and improve things where there's opportunity. Uh, So most certainly there is an impact to the providers um, and there's a motivation for them to do well over and above. I mean, the the overlying motivation is we want great patient outcomes for our our patients. That is that is the heart and soul of why we are in medicine. And we know that the survey measures how comfortable, how well we are doing um, in the minds and the eyes of our patients in providing them with a safe space to come and to share the things that are ailing them. What drove you to go into medicine? Oh, I came from not a family of physicians. I came uh, from a family of engineers. Ah. (laughs) But but I just wanted to be able to touch patients' lives, touch people's lives. I didn't know that they would be patients when I decided to go into medicine, right? right. Touch touch people's lives. And I, I just found it to be a calling um, where I felt like I could go into work and leave work feeling like I did something good for the world. And you went to George Washington University School of Medicine. Many people uh, may know that from uh, where President Reagan was treated after he was shot many, many years ago. Uh, A very distinguished school and a very distinguished hospital. Uh, Were you living in the D.C. area? I was. I received amazing training through George Washington University. I attended it for undergrad and I stayed for medical school. That is how much I loved Washington, D.C. I lived just a few blocks away from the Lincoln Memorial, and it was a very special place to be able to spend uh, that those years of my life. Yes. And as a practicing physician now, uh, when the day ends and you head home, uh, What is it that makes you smile? What makes you feel good about that day? I think it's such a privilege to do this 
to, to be in this, in this field. When I go home, I think about all the, the, the things that my patients have shared with me about their personal lives. And, you know, they know a lot about me too. And I can feel the, the interest and the, the, the care that they're showing um, for me, not just as a provider for them, but also as a person. And I just, it, that is, that is the feeling that I take away is that they matter to me. I matter to them. And um, when the day just goes, it, it goes by so fast. I feel like I walk in the door and I blink and then I am leaving. That is, that is the best way to spend a day when you when don't you're, realize you're at work. When you love what you do, that's what happens. Dr. Perry, yeah. she's probably echoing what you think. Exactly. I tell um, people all the time that I have the best customer service job ever. So it is the best job and it is a customer service job. You know, the patients are our customers and we are providing a service and we just get to provide the most awesome service ever. You know, I like to start off all of my new patient um, appointments with thank you for allowing me to be your physician because it is a privilege that you chose me or the, in the company I work for to entrust you know, that you've entrusted me with your health. It is a privilege. And I think that every physician, this is just my humble opinion, should approach the patient like that. Thank you for allowing me to be your physician because I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that we go on this journey together because it's a partnership. It's a partnership. And the CAP survey is not, you know, it, it does have ramifications if we don't do well on it, but it also should be a learning tool for us as providers. Where am I doing better? You know, us as doctors, we sometimes think we know it, everything, we know it all, and we do everything the best. But it's an eye opener when you see that my patients don't feel like they get what they need when they come here. So let me see what I can do to make this situation better. You brought up something that's really very interesting, that first appointment. And Dr. Shaw, uh, I'm sure you run into people who, when they see you, say, you know, I haven't been to a doctor in 15, 20 years because I never needed one. I do. And I hope that I find nothing during the appointment, <laughs> which is going to make me change their mind. Uh, I try to remind them that just, you know, taking care of your body, tuning it up once a year, going in and making sure everything is, is, is working well uh, is important. Um, but my hope is to provide an environment where they feel comfortable and they don't see it as a task or inconvenience to have to come and see me. They actually look forward to coming and seeing me and talking with me and using me as a sounding board for the things that are going on in their bodies, in their lives. You use the analogy, Dr. Perry, from time to time of uh, comparing our bodies and healthcare to an automobile. I drive a 16-year-old SUV, knock wood. It, it, it's running thanks to the mechanic I have access to, uh, and I've got no reason to change it or move on. But you can't change or move on from your body. No. So we want it. You only get one. You don't get a do-over. I wish we did. And like I've said before, I'd pick Beyonce, but you know, hey, we don't get a do-over. So, <laughs> you know, we got to work with what we got and we want to do the best that we possibly can by it. And so should your provider. So once again, I know I keep talking about shared decision-making information, but this is so important, especially on the primary care level, that we say, what is in the best interest of your car? It needs a tune-up, like Nipa says. You come in for your tune-up. What do we have to do for your tune-up now? Where do we go from here? 
And part of that, Dr. Shah, are the annual visits and annual tests uh, that are done uh, to preserve wellness. That's right. Um, we do want to make sure that we're screening for all of those common conditions that can affect people. And we um, make sure that we're we're hitting all of those uh, concerns. We're also wanting to screen for things that someone might not have brought up. Depression, urinary incontinence, falling six months ago, things like that. And so we do have questions that we will ask we will we, we may test memory and you know uh it, these are things that that might not be on somebody's radar as as uh discussion points but during the annual visits these are the things that we go through i'm happy to hear you bring up mental health we've got about a minute left uh how critical is that in your delivery of patient care mental health for your patients it is vital Mental health is, the, is, is so important. If somebody is not in a good mental space, that is almost the first thing you have to address because remember, taking care, I, I can give anybody a treatment plan. They've got to follow it. And in order for them to follow it, they have to be in a good mental place. So that is oftentimes one of the very first things that we will address. One of the most important things, if they come in with 10 questions that we will get to from their, from their list. Well, I really appreciate you being here. Dr. Perry, you get the last word about 10 seconds worth. Be open with your doctor, have a great relationship with your doctor. And remember, it is a shared process. Thank you, Dr. Perry, our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry, to our special guest today, Dr. Nipa Shaw, who acknowledged she didn't mind the heavy snow in Cleveland, and we're <laughs> delighted to hear that as well. And she's at a place in North Texas where I'm sure they get some snow. She's Associate Regional Medical Director of Quality for North Texas. Dr. Nipa Shaw, thank you. I'm Ron Aaron. Hey, we'll talk soon on Docs in a Pod. Executive producers for Docs in a Pod are Dan Calderon and Leah Madrano. Our producer is Isaac Wilker, and associate producers are Natalie Ibarra and Maurice Hudson. Thank you for listening to Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And be sure and tune in next week for another edition of Docs in a Pod with Dr. Tamika Perry and Ron Aaron.